That includes a table overlooking Times Square and a concert by former Cool in the Gang member Skip Martin. That one will set you back $12,500. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. Hey, babe, we're going to the Applebee's for New Year's Eve. Hey, let me tell you, if you get to use the bathroom... It might be worth six hundred yeah, bucks. This is, is true. This is very and it, true. And it's not even cool. And it's not even the gang of cool and gang. It's one guy it's from just the cool. gang of cool. Yeah, just cool. <laughs> just, just cool. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming off a fill-in gig on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Glad to be with you back here in the morning. Adam Roberts is in the house for Eric today. we got Bob Brainerd on sports. Greg Pancake Hill is always producing the program and Debbie doing the traffic. Story to watch in the new year, Adam. You heard it in the news the last couple of days. Milwaukee Public Museum is eyeing a spring groundbreaking for its new building just north of Pfizer Forum. But they've got a heavy fundraising lift in the coming months before that can happen. Remember, our beloved museum is not only moving, but they're rebuilding from the ground up mm-hmm. brand new site you've done your part you said you got a museum membership Good i for you. did we got a one year <laughs> mpm thank you pass, for your fundraising and that will go towards the old museum that is not bookmarked for the new right. one so yeah but any any incoming uh, support for the museum definitely helps now this sticks with the theme that we've heard from think design the team that is actually drawing up the plans for the new museum space as always we are looking at ways to bring what is nostalgic and what's powerful and pe- what people remember to the future museum. But we'll also say there's always going to be some surprises. So Helen Diviak there from Think Design, the team that designed the new museum. Some things will move over, certainly the treasured artifacts, which Milwaukee Business Journal reports this week, the museum team is now exhaustingly preparing, barcoding some 4 million artifacts. Wow. So I don't know when the last time you moved, but they don't have just a box labeled books. <laughs> well, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. We did have a couple books because my fiance loves to read. So we yeah. did have about four or five that were just which, books. Which books? What book? Right? You can't do that with artifacts. I'm just picturing, you know, between the two museums, the old and the new, yeah. just you know, people with carts and there's giant, you know, dinosaur bones on them and they're just right. wheeling them just down. Wheel that on just over. down 6th Street and, and that, we're there. So that work well underway. Site work continues, but the groundbreaking, which had been planned for late this year, that's now scheduled for spring of 24. Business Journal also reporting the museum needs about another $30 million in fundraising before it's comfortable moving forward with that phase. This is a huge philanthropic undertaking. Yeah, you want to make sure you get it right. I mean, I, we saw this with uh, the soccer stadium also where they had to push back their groundbreaking. And we heard the same thing is, yeah, we could theoretically do this when we said we would. But, you know, with, with a project like the museum and how massive an undertaking this is, you want to make sure we're all ready to go so we don't have to delay this again down the road. $240 million in all. MPM is well over halfway there at $150 million. And the Business Journal reports they've got some $120 million in potential donors lined up for some of the rest here. In the in the nonprofit business, we call that asks. Mm. We got some asks out, whatever. And, and interesting, too, they're targeting this. It's not just you know a bucket at the entrance of the museum. They've got a plan. Business Journal reporting they've put together packages for potential corporate donors to sort of sweeten the pot. So if you work at Kind of Milwaukee Tool or wherever, and they contribute a big sum of money. Folks who work at Milwaukee Tool might have special access to exhibits or other things to kind of make it worth their while. I can see it now. The evolution of the hand tool diorama brought to you by Milwaukee Tool. <laughs> there you go. Short-term number of $30 million, though, is the immediate task ahead, and the clock is ticking ahead of that spring groundbreaking. 
Coming up on 615, Bob Brainerd has sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. Well, the Bucks will try to shake that bah humbug feeling after losing to the Knicks on Christmas Day in the Big Apple. They stay and play in the vicinity, taking on the Nets in Brooklyn tonight. Damian Lillard, though, didn't care for the weirdo schedule in and around Christmas Day with two afternoon tip times in three days. It's tough. Um... You know, especially on the road, you know, playing the team twice. Such a short amount of time. Twice in two days, was it? Um, you know, the holidays, uh, you know, they, they came out and played like, you know, like they had practice and they talked about it. They played faster. They played with a lot of energy, and I thought they had a, a more collective effort, too. They had a lot of guys contribute to the win. Dial up the game here on 620 WTMJ at 6 p.m. with Buck Shooter on. The Packers know that despite a narrow victory in Charlotte on Christmas Eve, there is still work to do to make the postseason. Quarterback Jordan Love and Green Bay battled Minnesota on New Year's Eve, understanding that math isn't all that hard this time of year. You know, we got to go finish the season off. Um, we have to win these last two games. So, um, like I said, we're going to do the same thing we've been doing all season, take it one game at a time. But we know to keep those hopes alive, we got to, you know, give ourselves a chance. we got to win these last two. So um, we all know what's in front of us, um, and we know what you know we're capable of. So we're just going to go finish this thing off, take it one week at a time. And the following day, the Badgers will ring in the new year with their bowl game matchup against LSU in Tampa, Florida. Head coach Luke Fickle wants the ReliaQuest Bowl to become a program building block. It's an incredible opportunity. I think the, the uniqueness of college football today, um, you know, everybody looks to be one of those four teams, but the reality is there's a lot uh, still to be done. And for us and our program and where we need to go and what we need to do, this is an incredible opportunity. This is an incredible measuring stick based on our opponent. Full disclosure, guys, I, I had to the look up, with, is it ReliaQuest? Relia Quest, I think, is what we're saying. I liked it better when it was the Outback Bowl. I knew how to say Outback. You know, shrimp (laughs) on the bobby, just steak and shrimp. Knew where to go for your blooming onion. Yeah. Now, now, I, you know, never mind. His name's not too reliable. (laughs) See, see, now I can remember that. The best bowl still to come, I think, is the Pop Tarts -Tarts Bowl. Right? Did you see the trophy? So we we're talking about that. It's supposed to be an edible trophy. It's a it it has the football on top, and there's two slices like a toaster. Yeah, and you put actual pop tarts. Sweet in the tro- so sweet. Three years ago, we were all staying six feet apart from each other. Three years later, we're now all going to be sharing the same edible trophy. <laughs> Bust off a piece of that pop tart. Give me some. Six eighteen, Wisconsin's morning news. There's no better green and gold insider than the man who wore the green and gold himself. Mark Tauscher. Your back's against the wall and you had a tough couple weeks. That focus and everything just is always kind of heightened. Sometimes, especially when you haven't been through and handled a ton of success, it can be a little bit of a struggle. Mark Tauscher is our green and gold insider. Every Wednesday at 415 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Vince Vitrano here for Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I got a story coming up in just a couple of minutes about a really great time to buy a new vehicle. Let me tell you about a great time to buy new windows and doors from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. That'd be right now. The deal ends December 31st, and this offer is a good one. No money down, no payments, and no interest on your beautiful Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin for 18 months. So you don't have to start making payments. You don't pay them a dime till the summer of 2025, but you can start realizing those energy savings right now. Replace those drafty old windows and doors with beautiful products from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Luxurious wood. They've got the fiberglass. They've got the vinyl. 
whatever materials and colors and styles fit your home. Still time to get in on the deal. Ends December 31st. No money down, no interest, no payments for 18 months. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions do apply. Stop out in the showroom and check it out. They're right on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Your first date, going well. The carnival, cash only. But you've got this. Just like Associated Banks got you with access to over 30,000 surcharge-free ATMs. So when you decide to win that giant stuffed purple raccoon at five bucks a throw, we're looking out for you. No matter how many throws it takes. You've got this. With 30,000 surcharge-free ATMs from Associated Bank. See associatedbank.com slash checking or ask a banker for details. Member FDIC. Checking in with Debbie here at 621. Yeah, it's looking pretty good right now, Vince. Not seeing any delays out on the roads. We have a light ride as far as volume is concerned. It's starting to pick up a little bit, especially through Waukesha County. But at this point, we are moving along just fine. And don't forget, if you happen to see something we should know about, give us a call on the WTMJ Hall Mazda Milwaukee.com traffic tip line at 414-238-9329. And visit Hall Mazda during Mazda's season of inspiration. I'm Debbie Lazaga with your WTMJ Johnson & Sons page. Time saver traffic. Take a look at the storm team forecast here from meteorologist Brendan Johnson. Today, partly cloudy and a high of 42 degrees. Low temperature down to 35 tonight. So we have a chance of a wintry mix moving in, and that will continue into the morning hours Thursday. Morning rain inland could be snow mixed in there. And a chance for showers through the day on Thursday, high of 42. Then quiet weather, just a slight chance of a morning wintry mix on Friday. And a high of 42 degrees. Saturday, partly cloudy, 41 for the high. Sunday's high, just 37 degrees with a chance of snow showers. Right now at 31 in Milwaukee. <music> 622, Wisconsin's morning news. I mentioned, here's a little quiz for you. The best time of year to buy a new car. I'll give you a second if you're playing along at home. I I owe it to myself to tell you, Mr. Griswold, that if you're thinking of taking the tribe cross country, this is the automobile you should be using, the Wagon Queen family truckster. Yeah, Mr. Griswold. Best time of the year to buy a new car is, Adam? I'm going to say right after the new year. Today. Today. Right now, right before the new year. Mm. Broadly, they say the fourth quarter, so October through December, and specifically this week between Christmas and New Year's, that according to Market Watch. One of the reasons they say the car prices will drop toward the end of the year, because a lot of the sales folks in the automobile industry are in hyperdrive to push inventory out before the new year. They want to try to meet sales quotas for the month, for the year. Maybe there are some bonuses on the line for them, for the boss, for everybody. So you want to make a deal right now. Deals are good to be had. So I talked this week with Alvaro Prado. He is from the Rosen, Rosen, Rosen Automotive Group. He's Rosen! The, he's at the Honda dealership uh, over on South 27th. He confirmed this is a very good week to shop. Yes, it is the best week. Not only we have the inventory, uh, but also the taxes for Milwaukee County will be going up as January 1st. Uh, so we're running specials, and obviously we want to save some money with the tax. Hadn't even thought about that. So kicking in in just days. City of Milwaukee sales tax of 2%, additional sales tax for the county. So if you're eyeing a vehicle purchase and you live in Milwaukee County because you get taxed on where you have the vehicle, mm-hmm. right? pulling the trigger now will save you some significant money because of that tax that's coming. And Alvaro says that inventory is bouncing back here to mention that after years-long COVID slowdown. A year or two ago, we didn't have inventory, especially here uh, with Honda and here at the Rosen Automotive Group. 
uh, we have more inventory than we've had in the past two or three years now. And, and again, it's a time of giving, so we'll help out specials, APR specials. We're, we're here to make it happen. I guess if there were a knock right now, interest rates are higher than they've been. Sure. So that makes it a little bit difficult if you have to finance the vehicle. But right, their, their incentive is they want, what do I got to do to get you in this car today, Adam? Hmm. <laughs> right, well, they want to get you in the car. Well, probably to get me in a car, I'd need a money for a good down payment because mm. that seems to be the thing with people of my generation, at least from talking around. And I do talk to plenty of people in their mid-20s to about low 30s. And one of the things we always are talking about is, sure, I'd love to get a new car. But you know, you want to make sure you have that down payment right away so that you're not slowly paying for five years or more on those annual payments. And the used market is still pretty tough. I just and and part of it is because of people like me. I just put a thousand dollars more than that actually into my twenty twelve accord. It's got hundred and eighty thousand miles on it. But like the engine's good, a lot of the bones are good, like that's fine. I I'm not someone who spends a lot of money on vehicles, whatever. So it, as long as it's in good shape, I'm going to keep that on the road. So guys like me aren't trading those cars in. And so there are fewer used cars on the lots this time than they'd like. We have customers that have, you know, anywhere between 2010 to 2019 vehicles. They're holding on to them, passing it to their grandkids, to their kids. Uh, no, no, wait, hang on. Forward. I ain't got grandkids yet. I'm still driving this one myself. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, okay. That, that's perfectly fine. It's just the used car market. Customers know that it's very difficult to find a cheaper budget car outside from a dealership. Um, you know, prices have increased a lot from the from past years, but you know, things I believe will get better. And yes, customers are holding on to their trades. Um, but if they can get you in now, you might have that trade in, and then those that used car market will start to bounce back a bit. Yeah. I, Go ahead. That's uh, no. Alvaro with Rosen Automotive Group. I've seen a lot more folks on like Facebook that they used to post saying, "Hey, we've got a car for sale." Mm-hmm. You know, a used car. Yeah, yeah. I see it the opposite now. Looking for a car for my son or for my daughter. Yeah. People are going to social media now, trying to find you because, as you said, guys, the inventory is just not there. Market Watch says next few days the best to find a deal on a new car, and local dealers say they've got the vehicles ready to go. What do I need to do to get you in this car today? You think you hate it now? But wait till you drive it. Bucks keeping it out east, trying to bounce back from that Christmas Day not-so-good game. That story with Bob Brainerd and sports coming up. Speaking of sports, Vince, Bob, you may recall that back in the 80s, early 90s, the Detroit Pistons, they once had the nickname of the Bad Boys, Bill Lambeer, bruising up some of those 80s Bulls teams. Well, now the Pistons are the Bad Boys for an entirely different reason altogether. A 118-112 to loss to the Brooklyn Nets. The 27th in a row for no. Detroit. A new record for futility. Congrats. A new league record. Mm. <laughs> but one person has not given up hope. That would be guard Cade Cunningham after the loss, calling on his teammates to remain focused on snapping the streak. Right now is the easiest time to, to stand off and, and be on your own. Um, but we need to continue to lean on each other and continue to push each other and hold each other accountable more than ever now. That is the voice of someone trying to find Man. something, anything. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. They're, they have talent. They've got a lot of young talent there. Monty Williams, who coached the Phoenix Suns, is a good NBA coach. I, I just don't, It's just not working for whatever reason, but 27 in a row, that's ridiculous. Well, sometimes the law of averages just takes over, right? right? That's hard to do. It is. 
It, it is. And, and it's last not night, the Washington Generals. I'm actually tracking the game last night because I'm interested. <laughs> and seven in a row. And, and they led, and it was close, and they had a chance to win. And then by by the time it got towards the end, the final minute or so, here's the crowd in Detroit chanting, sell the team. They want new ownership, and they think yeah. that will take care of the losing streak. Crazy thing is, they're only two wins worse than the next team, the San Antonio Spurs. And everyone talks about Wemby. And they're, it's all stock is going to be up on the Spurs. No one's saying that right now, except maybe you, Bob, about the Pistons. By the way, if you're interested, hmm. their next game tomorrow against the East leading Celtics. So Good very luck. real chance we could see 28. Great seat still available. <laughs> 639 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Which, oh, by the way, is 32 degrees. The more you know. 643 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I feel like we used to leave our Christmas trees up longer. Back in, the, in my day, but that was before we put them up like the day after Thanksgiving. I right. was going to say, I've already started to see the pictures. Yeah. It's just, it's Boxing Day, and they're out on the side of the road already. I suppose, right, if you've had that tree in your house, and particularly if it's a natural tree and it's been up for a month, about time. And not to worry, I assure you, the city of Milwaukee will pick up your Christmas Woo! tree. Oh, the we did it. Probably the last time we'll mention this, but it was so much fun here this December, <laughs> to go through the trials and tribulations. They did get that all figured out. The natural trees can be placed at the curb for pickup, just like always starting this week. In fact, yesterday was the first day. So this year, the city is going to separate the natural trees from the regular trash, but they'll still pick them up at the curb in Milwaukee. city did flirt with the idea of asking residents to take discarded natural trees to city drop-off centers. That, of course, an announcement that caught even common council members off guard. They had a field day with the poor guy at the Department of Public Works trotted out there for an emergency meeting on the matter. You know, I almost, I really hate piling on, but... Uh, Houston, we have a problem. But had there been more dialogue, had there been more communication... Should have did it before the budget, at least. I just want to make it clear. During the budget, I mean, Public Works comes into the budget... Why don't you bring them down the budget? I feel like I'm hearing a bunch of excuses as to why the people have been filled. This is, am- this is amateur all. Miles Long Line. Throw them on the side of Lincoln Avenue and go home. But don't, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay, we figured it out. Yeah, nothing to see here. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So yes, after all of that... Department of Public Works will do special collections of the trees. So, again, they'll separate it out from the trash, but they will still pick them up at the curb. And you can take them out starting yesterday and continuing today. Grandpa, where were you during the great Christmas tree (laughs) fiasco of 2023? I was here. I I was watching it happen. Last time we have to hear about that. 645 Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. The Bucks get back at it tonight, but still haven't left the greater New York area to do it. Milwaukee and Brooklyn to face the Nets. Giannis was not happy with his team's effort against the Knicks on Christmas Day, but he was amused by his kids in the locker room being entertained by Uncle Brook Lopez. He always comes, comes by the house and uh, look out after the kids while I uh, hang, on, hang on the couch. Many times. Look at him. He's, he's a big kid himself. You know, so when the Next summer, I'm going to just send them to Disney with Brooke. So take them around, give them the VIP tour, you know, and then I'll come at the end of the summer and get them. Screaming kids in the soundbite. Nothing thought, better. That's right. Brooke, it, 
the Lopez brothers are big Disney guys, oh, right? They, oh, huge. They they are <laughs> little kids. Right. So, so Giannis is just going to dump them off on Uncle sure. Brooke. Uh, pre-game coverage tonight begins at 6 p.m. here on 620 WTMJ. The Packers, they have zero wiggle room to make the NFL playoffs. Translation, Green Bay must beat the Vikings in Minnesota on New Year's Eve, and then the Bears in Green Bay, and then get some help. Head coach Matt LaFleur is truly in step with the one-game-at-a-time cliche this time of year. We're going into a great environment next week in Minnesota and uh, against a really good football team and um, you know it's going to be a great challenge but this is what we prepare for all year every every day every week um, so we're, we'll be excited about that opportunity. Yeah that's all the cliches uh, and then on New Year's Day in Tampa Florida the Badgers get a shot to ring in 2024 on a high note taking on LSU in the ReliaQuest Bowl head coach Luke Fickle relishing the opportunity. But I think for us in particular, our fans, this is what they want. This is the traditions of January 1, having the opportunity to play an SEC team, maybe to get out of Madison and Wisconsin. It's a little bit chillier nowadays, so it gives them a little bit more of a reason not only just to come watch their Badgers play, but also to come down and spend a few days in sunny Tampa. Yeah, maybe, maybe a chance to get. Yeah, no, that's that's no, the whole work, reason. Right? Whole reason to go to that bowl game. <laughs> Six forty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news. Back to the future. The U.S. carrying out airstrikes in Iraq. Why that's happening and the trouble that could cause for the future of the Middle East. That story next. We'll talk live with ABC News on the other side. Six fifty-one on Wisconsin's morning news. We'll get you your WTMJ five-day forecast in a couple of minutes. But we want to start with this. Back to the future this week. The U.S. carried out airstrikes against militants in Iraq. The White House says the commander-in-chief, President Biden, ordered the attack, which the Pentagon says was retaliation for a drone attack on U.S. troops in that country. ABC News national correspondent Stephen Portnoy is with us live from Washington this morning. Thanks for the time, Stephen. Uh, Let me start with this. I think a lot of Americans might actually be surprised to learn we still have thousands of American troops in Iraq. What are our troops doing there and who specifically came under fire causing this retaliation? About 3,500 U.S. troops are in Iraq and Syria as part of a counter-ISIS mission. And it was U.S. troops stationed at Irbil Air Base in northern Iraq that came under fire with a one-way drone that exploded, injuring three American service members, one of them critically. The president, advised of this on Christmas Day, ordered a retaliatory strike on three sites affiliated with Kataib Hezbollah, the group that has taken responsibility for the drone strike on Erbil. This is not the first time that the U.S. government, uh, the U.S. military, has attacked Kataib Hezbollah in response to strikes on American forces. In fact, last month, there was a strike on an operation center and a command and control node just south of Baghdad that's used by Kataib Hezbollah. The response to all this from the Iraqi prime minister has been to say that Iraq's sovereignty has been violated. Iran is now vowing retaliation. And while there have been nearly daily strikes, a barrage of uh, attempts to hit American interests and people in the region, uh, the United States has tried to calibrate its response and be deliberate in its response and not take the bait in essence, that would lead to a wider regional conflict that would uh, pit the United States really directly against Iran. Uh, the uh, proxy uh, militia groups that have been uh, launching uh, drones or missiles in the direction of American assets and commercial ships in the, in the region uh, have all been acting at Iran's behest, if not under their direct command and control, certainly uh, to advance Iranian interests. 
Stephen, uh, the president issued a warning to the nation of Iran last month about something like this and warning that the nation would respond in kind if American troops were attacked as the ongoing Israel-Hamas war uh, continues. And I'm wondering, as we now enter into 2024 and look ahead, the Biden administration maybe trying to set themselves up to say, hey, we're going to respond if our troops are in danger and trying to set themselves up. Uh, what would you say... How critical was it to respond so quickly to this, given that election year is coming up, maybe the administration trying to send a message that, hey, we will respond in kind if our troops are attacked? Yeah, I'm sad to say I only have 15 seconds to respond, but I'll quickly say that this is a delicate line that the president's tried to walk. He's repeatedly warned Iran and anyone else in the region who would do bad things, don't. And it seems as though the response from the Iranian-backed militia groups is to thumb their noses at him. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News national correspondent, live with us from Washington. Thank you, Stephen.